This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Today, we will be concluding a sermon in the Heavenly Authority series. Pastor has been discussing the other apostles in the New Testament, those other than the initial 12. Here is the author of the award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, Pastor Greg Scalzo. So we've gone out now, we've gone out further from the 12 with James, perhaps other apostles. He appeared then to all the apostles, Paul says, and now Paul himself. Last time we spoke about Barnabas, remember? Uh, Josie's a Levite from Cyprus, the son of encouragement he was called by the apostles. And remember we said we're not told when he saved. We don't know if he was saved uh, and he was with Jesus prior to the resurrection. He saw the resurrection. If he was one of the 70, if he was one of those who were disciples that were going along with the apostles. We don't know if he was converted at Pentecost, at the day of Pentecost, and never saw Jesus risen in the flesh. We know that Mark, the Gospel of Mark, John Mark, was his cousin from Colossians chapter 4 and verse 10. We saw that he sold his land and he laid it at the apostles' feet in Acts chapter 4. Uh, later, when Paul is converted, Paul persecutes the church, he's called Saul. Uh, and later on, when he comes down to Jerusalem, after he's been preaching what we just read about a few minutes ago, the disciples are afraid of him because they still remember Saul, the one sent out by the Sanhedrin to throw Christians into prison. And you read in Acts chapter 9 and verse 26, And when Saul, that's Paul, had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples. But they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. It was so unthinkable that this one who persecuted us, who stood there when Stephen was being killed, who then took letters to Damascus to imprison Christians, this torturer is now one of us. It was too difficult for them to believe. Verse 27, but, but Barnabas. Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles, the son of encouragement, the one that's there to help others achieve what they should achieve in the Lord. This very faithful man who helps and sees in Paul great talent and true belief in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, he takes him, he takes the responsibility, and he brings him to Peter, he brings him to James. And he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road, and Paul tells them about his conversion. Uh, and notice when it says Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles, that it does not seem that Barnabas at this point is considered an apostle. Uh, let's read how Barnabas is instrumental in the early Christian church with the Gentiles at Antioch in Syria. Uh, in chapter 11, verse 19 of Acts and it says, Now those who were scattered after the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. This is Antioch and Syria. Preaching the word to no one but the Jews only. So we know going back now, when Saul had the persecution, they had all departed except the apostles who stood in Jerusalem, right? We studied that a couple of weeks ago. 
And you have then these believers spreading out to Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch in Syria. Antioch, a very important city in that day. But some of them were men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who, when they had come to Antioch, spoke to the Hellenists, the Greeks, preaching the Lord Jesus. Most of them spoke to just the Jews. And all your first Christians, all those thousands we've been speaking about, right? The, the thousands at Pentecost, the thousands after the lame man is healed at Solomon's porch, at the Gate Beautiful. They're all Jews. All the first Christians are Jews. But now you have some from Cyprus and Cyrene who are preaching to the Hellenists. And it says in verse 21, And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. The Gentiles are being saved. Verse 22, Then news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. They want to find out what's going on. And who can they pick but this dependable, reliable Barnabas to go up to Antioch and find out are the Gentiles really getting saved and becoming disciples of Jesus? Verse 23, When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. He's glad to see the Gentile conversion. Verse 24 tells us about his character. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. So he's helping to build now this church. He's instrumental at building up this church that has not just Jews, but a lot of Gentiles in this very important city of Antioch. And what does it say in verse 25? Then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people, and the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. The first time the word Christians is used, Jews and Gentiles together, this large Christian group. And Barnabas knows enough that Paul should not be stuck up in Tarsus. He grabs him, he brings him down. He knows what he can do for that church, the son of encouragement. And he brings him there, and this church is growing, this Christian, this first called Christian church. And they, um, when they hear from the prophets about the famine that's coming on the land, uh, it's Barnabas and Saul, Paul, who take this collection down to the, to the church at Jerusalem so that the original church there could be fed and kept whole in the time of famine. Then you go down to chapter 12. It says in verse 25, And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry, and they also took with them John, whose surname was Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. And then it says in chapter 13, verse 1, Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. Prophets and teachers. Barnabas is listed there as a prophet among the prophets and teachers. Uh, Simeon, whose name is Niger. Some scholars, I don't know if it's true or not, think that Simon of Cyrene, who bore the cross of Jesus, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. These men are listed at the church of Antioch as prophets and teachers. Some are prophets, some are teachers. Verse 2, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work 
to which I have called them. Jesus called the 12. Jesus commissioned the 70. When Paul sees a risen Jesus, he tells him, I will send you to the Gentiles. The calling comes directly from God. Here they're praying, they're fasting, and the Holy Spirit tells them to separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. The calling comes directly from God. It does not come from the church down in Jerusalem. This is not an apostolic succession where one apostle appoints another apostle, appoints another apostle, as some churches would try to make it out to be. This is the Holy Spirit. This is the Lord God calling to himself certain men to whom he has this ministry. Set apart, separate to me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So being, verse 4, being sent out by who? By the Holy Spirit. Again, it's repeated because it's important. They went down to Seleucia, and from there they set sail to Cyprus, and so you have the beginning of the rest of the book of Acts and the missionary journeys of Paul. And the first one, obviously, was with Barnabas. And from this point on, Barnabas is called an apostle. He, too, was counted as an apostle. Notice the confirmation of the call that God had given to Paul many years before, right? And that's really the purpose of other believers in the calling, to confirm that which God has given to them directly himself. They confirm it. But the call still comes from Jesus Christ. The calling here still comes through the Holy Spirit, and the others are confirmation of it. Notice, too, that the apostles are chosen from whom? The prophets and the teachers. Those that are prophets and teachers are those who then the Holy Spirit can use to become apostles. And in Acts chapter 14, in verse 1, Now it happened in Iconium that they went together to the synagogue of the Jews, and so spoke that a great multitude both of Jews and of Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren. Therefore they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. So Barnabas and Paul have signs and wonders being done. They're preaching the word of God, just the elements we spoke about with the twelve. But the multitude of the city was divided, part-sided with the Jews, and part-sided with the what? Apostles, plural. Barnabas is an apostle. In chapter 14, verse 14, But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard this, clearly, directly the Holy Spirit tells us that Barnabas is an apostle. When the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard this, they tore their clothes and ran in among the multitudes. That's at Lystra. Both are called apostles. So now in today's study, we've broadened out the scope of that word apostle. We have the original 12, and obviously that, that is the highest usage, I should say, of the word apostle. But now we've seen others who saw the risen Lord, James, 
other apostles, Paul, one out of time, also being designated apostles. And Barnabas, Barnabas, we don't know if he saw the risen Lord or not. Obviously, he knew the Holy Spirit, but we're not quite sure. And he's labeled now an apostle. So we're seeing another application of the word apostle on a second level, and we'll see it also being used later on for those who clearly did not see the risen Lord, and they're called apostles in the sense that they carry out this ministry of being sent out, being called by the Holy Spirit. They're not witnesses of the resurrection the way Peter and James and John were, as James, the Lord's brother, as Paul was. But they act in the ministry, in the office. Remember, this is all based upon the offices, the works, the callings, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we saw that, first of all, God places in the church apostles. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the study that we are able to have in your holy word because you preserved your scriptures. And we thank you, Lord God, that you do have a template for your church, that you have called your people, Father God, to different offices in your body, that you have called your people, Lord God, to receive gifts from your Holy Spirit, to perform those offices. And then in each person's life, you have a different activity, a different working, a different blueprint. Father God, that we might function as one coordinated body, doing works of righteousness in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, we pray that as we go forward in this study, you would open our eyes to see the fullness of the plan that you have for the church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want to remind you that there is a library of Bible study programs available to you 24-7 at our website at www.shiarjashub.org.